0: Hey, John Harris here with the Rock Metal Podcast. Join me as we get to go behind the scenes into what goes into producing records and making music as we interview some of our favorite and soon-to-be favorite bands. Today we're chatting with Yerkes69 of the band 69 Eyes. For fans of him, Poison Black, and To Die For, we'll be chatting about 69 Eyes' new album, Death of Darkness, mixed and mastered by Miles Walker. We'll get to hear the story about how all of that came to be ways in which the band reinvented their creative process for this whole record, and so much more. So please stay tuned to the very end. But first, let's check in with our beautiful sponsors. Asher Media Relations, doing public relations for everything loud. For your band needs to be seen and heard in print, online, and radio, head over to ashermediarelations.com. That's ashermediarelations.com. Mention the Rock Metal Podcast and get your band noticed. Syndicall Music is a full-service agency for musicians, offering record label services, marketing, branding, production, and management. Head over to syndicallmusic.com. That's syndicallmusic.com. S-Y-N-D-I-C-O-L music.com. Mention the Rock Metal Podcast and take your music career to the next level. Yerki69, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Go ahead and say hello to all of our beautiful listeners.
1: So all you vampires out there, here's your favorite Helsinki vampire. Yurki, the singer of the 69 eyes. Hope you have a bloody time with us.
0: A very bloody time indeed. <clears throat> indeed, my good man. So make sure you have your Bloody Marys at the ready to enjoy while we have this wonderful chat. This record, Death of Darkness, what was the greatest moment for you producing this record, Yurki?
1: Uh, the The idea of, of breaking out from the regular recording structure or or the process that we as well since we're 80s an 80s band we've been repeating 12 times before this which means like you write music certain amount of time then you uh go through that music that you had written and then you choose the ones you want to put on a tape then you go to the next sec, everything's secret, of course. And then you go to another secret process, which is recording the album and then mixing. And then uh, when it's ready, then it, that is a secret too. And then in secret you wait a certain amount of time until you announce, like, by the way, we have a new record coming out. Excuse me, you know. And then then you drum, then comes the drum fill. And then comes a new record out, and then you celebrate with everybody and go on tour, talk about it a little bit, and then go on tour. And and then, you know, you, you disappear again for a certain amount of time. So, you know, not not that anymore. I mean, during this, you know, time and space that we are living uh, and been living for for quite a long time, uh, it, it's that's old school way to do it. But we wanted to try a new way of creating a record. So that was like our A&R guy. He has a golden ear. He's like sort of Finnish version of Clive Davis, uh, Mr. Kavi Haakon. And he said, like, start writing just singles. Write singles. Let's put out singles. Forget the album. Put out sing. Let's write singles and put them out. And maybe later on, if you have enough good material, we'll we gather them as an album. And so that's what we did. We wrote songs, put them out as singles, and at some point we had enough material. Uh, some of them out already as singles, and then some other other tracks, and and that seemed that seemed seem to be a good idea to put that, gather them and put them out as a, as an album. But you know, like we haven't been quiet until now. We've been very loud already a year by releasing these singles, and and that's just for me. I'm I'm impatient and I want to be loud, I want to be heard, seen, you know. And uh, I I like this way of, like, uh, just being available, uh, being uh, also out there for criticism after each song. That was really interesting in the end. I mean, when you put out an album, will you get any kind of feedback from, like, half of the songs even? But now when you put out song after song. Maybe somebody likes one song, somebody who doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't it's not the end of the world, you know? So then you put out another song. And that was really practical, more and and exactly what everybody else except us who are rockers or or in rock bands, uh, we are somehow uh doomed to to still continue the same process. I mean maybe after a few years I say like hey I wanted to this old school process and blah 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 you, you can you can guess that but at this moment i'm excited about this and i would like to us to continue releasing new music more often than just like uh, wait for some years okay as this album is out now that that would this that the previous one came like already like something like nearly four well four years ago which is horrible but um and that, that that's something i don't like so i i think we need to start releasing new music at at least singles next year or something like that so yeah that but- was a, that was a re- revolutionary part of it and that was very different and mm-hmm. i'm just trying to exaggerate a little bit like just to i love to hear more music from my favorite bands maybe maybe they they start the same process, and and there's more music available us from from all our favorite artists, and we don't have to wait for certain amount of you know time once they put out the twelve songs, ten songs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old school. What two years, two to three years cycle, as it as four, it would or be. four year
1: or something. <laughs> yeah, and then, then
0: then then you know like
1: the then then the rat race of doing the the album touring. You know, and and we were part of that rat race la- all last decade. And on the other hand, it's it's not a rat race. I mean, many bands would love to be part of that cycle, release an album, do exclusive touring, then went to quiet for a little while, and then come out with the new record, and then go for touring. Everybody, like, I mean, that that is a that's an achievement itself but i mean it started to feel old and like a rat race at some point like uh during the last decade it didn't bring anything new you know it didn't uh take the band to anywhere i mean obviously we like anywhere means like that uh i think that we we have something to achieve still i think there's a bunch of people who would love to hear the 69 eyes and at the moment like uh there's also new generations coming up uh, who seemingly have found us, and we—I've heard that there's a uh, growing numbers uh, like there's like there's big daytime statistics. So according to that, there's a new generation hungry for the 69 eyes uh, at the moment. So that's that's exciting. So uh, it's time to change, like to you know to be be a band in in living in the twenties.
0: Yeah, that makes complete sense. No. What was the biggest challenge for you on this record? Well, I mean, since since I mean, I, I didn't think
1: about it as an album. I just like uh, approach every song as individual song. So I wouldn't say that there's a theme or there's some fine line going on. Uh, every every song is just a. Not not just, but every song is. I approach every song like like one by one. Even the the ones which have not come out as as singles, they were songs. And I I left everything for a guitarist who mainly writes the songs. Like he can you know figure out the the track order, which he did. Like actually spent a lot of time for that, which I was scratching my head. Like I wonder why, but I I found a reason when I listened to the whole album. From CD, I noticed that for the first time uh, a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> I, I understood that the the track order was really nice. And So I, no wonder he spent so much time on that. But the challenge challenge was like it was just. I think the ch- the challenge is now. Like I'm I'm actually the album comes out uh, tomorrow as we make as we are doing this interview. So I'm actually weirdly kind of nervous. I don't know what I mean. I don't expect it. I mean what happens when the album comes out? It's out there. Uh people will write down their comments to all social media media platforms. There's probably some reviews. Uh what else? So I'm I'm and we have a new single coming out in the music video also. So I'm I'm but strangely, I, I feel like being a little bit nervous. Uh but it's an it's an emotion. And it's it's good to have an emotion, right? You know, like I'm I, at least I'm not like seasoned. I don't care. I don't give a f. You know, I'm nervous. The album comes out tomorrow. Whoa, you know. So that's the <laughs> challenge. It's it's like it's like, and also like every time, you, you, every time you make music and and records, we've been doing a few records earlier so all this, you make the music and you enjoy it a lot you have good time you put like your i'm proud of the lyrics i'm proud of the emotions and proud of the vibes that we create proud of the singing proud of the sounds proud of the you know, like how, how the band sounds and we're tied and you know, everything. it's 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 a fantastic experience to record an album overall in general. It, it it might be stressful at some times, like which which is it belongs to we, we need to be stressful in, in life in general. So that sometimes it's like stressful or schedule you have to own or haven't finished the lyrics and I'm I'm supposed to go to sing them tonight. What should I do? And those those kind of things. But I enjoy them fully. But the one thing which surprises every time after this is like, when you see the first review somewhere and you, you don't, you, you forgot the whole, totally the feeling, how it feels when you see the review of like, you, you know, you know, it's like, um, you don't, you you forget the whole thing that you are somebody's reviewing what you're doing. And and we were just talking about it. Does, does the reviews any even matter these days, to whom they, to wh- who they serve. I mean, or, or are they just messages from, uh, like sort of like, uh, specialists who have special ears? Are they messages for the band? Like this, this specialist in this country, these guys over there, this, this person who, who's, who's working, writing for this magazine thinks this. And is it like, uh, improvement, like, uh, feedback from specialists around the world? Does it, does it serve? For listeners, because now it's open platform. Everybody, the fans can leave their message, like like a heart or fire or then something else.
0: You <laughs> 100, know, don't their, forget 100.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100 or, or yeah, or devil's horns. You know, or something <laughs> like that. And you know, like this uh, this, ma- this really simply drunk guy who's moshing with the two horns up. Like I don't know if that even exists anymore. But uh, <laughs> and the is, drunk so, girl in the back. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Something like, yeah. So, um, uh, so the, the most challenging thing is to see the first start to see the reviews because you are, you're never prepared for that. And, and, uh, but I'm, I'm honored that somebody bothers, you know, to write the review as well and any, or fans bother to leave a message because this is all about communication with all, all of us among all of us and, and my communication like for the, with the world our band's communication with the world we communicate by making music bringing some kind of different vibes than anybody else and you know it's all good but that's that's a challenge to these these reviews you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's what I was going to ask is <clears throat> Um, about that review process, but I've, I've heard that before, that with the the advent of how quickly a band is able to receive feedback in almost real time with social media now, you know, what yeah. what what is the review process? Does it still even matter? But it sounds like it kind of does. I mean, it sounds like there's somebody out there who, you know, as you said, has almost yeah, a, direct, a direct message for the
1: band. Yeah, and it's like our, our record label sends, you know, like links to their reviews all of a sudden there's a first mail, which has like five links and it's like, Oh, reviews. (laughs) Shit. I forgot this because you don't, you don't think of that when you make music because you are so, so it's such a like beautiful thing to do, create something and you put yourself there fully. And then, you know, like you don't, It's just like you know, it's it's the best one of the best things ever that to be to create something. So then all of a sudden, then there comes the reviews and like, oh no, I forgot these reviews and does they do they matter? Well. They do, they, of, obvious, you wonder, like, hold on, like, what, what, and, and even if it's positive, and, and most likely this time they have been extremely positive, and that's, that's fantastic also. And on, on the other hand, I, I mean, uh, but, but we've been be living such a long time, uh, doing records with this band, such a long time. So there is also, like, a very long period that we, we got, like, uh, Like the worst reviews ever especially here in finland in our native country like and now those records are considered as classics like seriously like 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 not only in our band scale but somewhere else i pop pop up like oh hey the best dark metal records of like something like 2000 early 2000s or something and then i see the record which got like five star in the local newspaper here and it's considered as classic but you know that's how it goes and and even even as i mentioned it obviously it mattered back then but on the other hand nowadays what matters is that you are mentioned you know that it's any kind of attention is always good any publicity is good and it's it's really it's more under more easier at least for me to understand than it was like uh like 10 years ago
0: yeah yeah speaking of time passing i have two questions for you okay. one, one is more to come but let's go ahead and check in with our beautiful sponsors Two Madsen is responsible for producing, mixing, and mastering some of the best metal for over the last 20 years. From Meshuggah to The Haunted to Poison Black, Kemper Profiler Packs for guitar players, and Easy Drummer Expansion Packs for programming drums, Two Madsen can take your production to a level previously unheard. Head over to twomadsen.com, that's twomadsen.com, T-U-E-M-A-D-S-E-N. Click contact, fill out the info for your next project, and let Two know that the Rock Metal Podcast sent you. Wormhole Death is a modern record label, publishing, and film production company born in 2008. Getting signed to this label means global distribution, publishing, and marketing with Wormhole Death's roster of global partnerships. Head over to wormholedeath.com. That's wormholedeath.com. Submit your band and let them know the rock metal podcast sent you. And they might be intertwined, but how would you define success at this stage of your career? And the, the second question to that is, what would you tell the Yerky 69 of 30 years ago? What advice would you have for him? Let's start with the
1: success. So, because I'm extremely excited to tell you this, uh, that uh, we had a, our record label Atomic Fire had a had a confirmation w- with us um, a, a couple of weeks ago because uh, our streaming numbers, the streaming numbers of the Sixty Nine Eyes have grown extremely fast, like quite recently, and with the with the last single. The title track "Death of Darkness," which came out about a month ago, we 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 hit like half a million uh, listeners uh, on Spotify, but also in you know, other platforms, we've been growing really fast. And that's they, they said like two thousand percentage, and also like uh, I said two thousand, not 200, 2,000 percentage, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also also like uh, as they've been starting the big data. Because they've been analyzing, and they were, they were, they were, like, "Hey, what's going on?" It's mostly the people who are. It's it's mostly people who are under twenty five. Mm-hmm. So this is like something. I, I would say this is success. It's I. We managed to reach. Let's say we we're, we're not doing anything, but the new generations discover us that way. So it, it's amazing, and we're super happy because I think we have something and we, we deliver and we have, we have something that any other bands have anymore. So I'm excited about this. And I would say this is, this is success. Success, uh, as creating new music is, is like there's your amount of listeners is growing, you know, Uh, without like, uh, there hasn't been any campaigns. We didn't even have a new album out or anything they just have been starting to grow because the you know we're we're unique and new generations have discovered that i think tiktok has something to do with that as well but that's successful and that's exciting and interesting
0: yeah very exciting
1: and then what 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 would i say to me like uh did you say 30 years ago I mean, this, this cliche itself, but I wouldn't have any advice. I would say that, you know, don't listen to any advice, you know, because, uh, that's what happened. I, I did, nobody was pretty much, uh, no, nobody was advising ever. And I just going with the instinct, uh, occasionally I've been, uh, running into, uh, difficulties, which mean that I'll be in different than people have expected me and us to be, they, they, I be, we've been criticized not to be professionals and something that we want have wanted to do. For instance, like we're always being because this is an adventure for our band, for us, us five guys. We're a gang, we're friends. This is an adventure for us. Uh, like for instance, this summer we're playing some festivals, and that's the same excitement like when we ever get first time to play at the festivals. We're excited to see our, you know, heroes on the same backstage field like this time around there's there's going to be metal crew for instance so i'm excited to see nikki six walking around and that's <laughs> the excitement so like early days earlier much earlier not not even 30 years ago but later on we when we were getting somewhere we were still like we still are excited like hey can we stay at this festival a little bit later or come earlier or something just because we want to see this and this band maybe ahead, you know and 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 so on and and then you know the criticism was like that's unprofessional. professional you should do it professionally which means like boring you should be boring do it in boring way so that's where all the criticism has come so i think i wouldn't give any advice and i would say don't listen to anybody because that's a way you know act like your heart tells you and that's what we have been doing we've been listening to our heart and our heart is uh, pulsating along the beat of rock and roll
0: pulsating along the beat of rock and roll baby which takes me to my next question i read in the epk because i was looking for you know who produced a record and i read that it was a young fresh producer who's not old enough to be an 80s guy and who brought a special layer so maybe tell us a bit about that what was that like working with this person was it a, a particular choice to work with this person um take us through that
1: well, that was, uh, that was a thing that we got a brand new record label here in Finland. And, uh, along with the label, there's a bunch of guys and, and this fresh producer. He's, he's not fresh in that sense, but he's been producing like the biggest artists here in Finland and also like, uh, uh, like a legendary Hano Rocks guy, Michael Monroe. Uh, and, um, and currently he's actually producing a new Sami Alpha album. The bass player of Hanoi Rocks, but so he's he has other feet in the in the contemporary high end pop music. But on the other hand, he's also like uh, putting his hand on real dirt, like like operating with the glam and sleaze rockers, like like Hanoi guys and us. So that was he came along with with the new Finnish label and uh, and uh, you know like just like uh, he was. He he wanted us to he sort of forced us to play also live once in a while in the studio, which we haven't done for a little while because you know in the modern technology you don't even have to see your band members when you're recording an album. But this guy was like, "Hey, that's that's a whole key. Let's try to you know do something together." And that that was also like set us on fire because we hadn't tried that for a really long time. So um, and also like a, like he's. He's hungry to show that like he's been doing high end pop music. So he's hungry to show that he knows rock. And of course, I throw a couple of like criticism there for him just to irritate him to, to, you know, to get his claws out. So that was interesting. And, and besides he, he's, he, he has this totally different. Ide- ideology for the things and then in the end when he, he was arranging and producing and squeezing the best out of us then the whole package was sent to 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 atlanta for for uh, miles walker who mixed the album so you know it was a uh, we found this uh, very good process. i hate these words i mean it should be like rock and roll but you know like this <laughs> that we recorded in finland and and got the guy who was, like, seriously interested in, you know, like, showing, like, he's, he was also making the record as, you know, showing what he can do, you know, in the way. So that was really cool. And then, you know, fa- it was finalized by uh, Miles Walker in Atlanta, which is the guy who's been, you know, mixing like U2 and Coldplay and Beyonce and those kind of artists. So that was that was really cool fresh
0: green tea. Yeah. Very cool indeed. Very cool. What's the number one thing that you would like people listening to the podcast to do? And that could be go out into the night and do vampire things. That could be, you know, something special like follow your heart to the next victim. Um, even, you know, the the place to drop what you're supposed to drop. You know, go go pick up the record. But what's the number one thing that you would like people to do? I would like them to uh,
1: open up their favorite streaming service, found dark throne there and pick up the track graveyard slot and play it
0: loud. Graveyard Slut, play it loud. Doc Throne, baby. All right. Well, that is absolutely fantastic. And that concludes all my questions. So head over to the Podcast.ca. There you can get the transcript for today's episode. You can see some music videos, ways to connect with the 69 eyes, and so much more. So please go ahead and head over to therockmedalpodcast.ca. In the meantime, Yerke69, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today.
1: Cool, man. Thank you so much.
0: That's it for this episode of The Rock Metal Podcast. Stay tuned, because next week we're going to be chatting with Matthias and Marcus, vocalists and guitarists of the band Lemori. They work with their producer to get a heavier sound than they've ever gotten before. How do they do it? Well You'll have to tune in. So go ahead and hit subscribe in your podcast player, share it with your friends, and I'll see you next week.